Science teaches that facts are superior to superstition. John Carter agrees. In the following program, he presents 10 top reasons why God exists. No superstition, just facts. Young man goes to university. He comes from a Christian home. And when he is in his first class on science, the professor says, I want to see the hands of those who believe in God in the class. Nobody moves. <laughs> Everybody is sort of terrified. But he comes from a Christian home and he puts up his hand. And for the next 60 minutes, he's the butt of every joke. And that's why so, so many young people give up their Christian faith because they believe it's against the facts. I want to say right now that I believe in true science and I believe in the facts. Uh, they ridicule him for an hour or so. It happens in every class. He's made to feel like the village idiot. And then the professor challenges him to a debate. They're going to get the, the best professor on the campus who is an atheist who is going to chew him up and spit him out. And I will tell you what happened at the close of this program today. Here is a statement I want to read to you from Dr. Will Provine, Professor of Biological Sciences at Cornell University, one of America's great universities. He made this statement during a debate at the great Stanford University up the road. Listen to this statement. There are no gods, no purposes, no goal-directed forces of any kind. There is no life after death. When I die, I'm absolutely certain that I'm going to be dead. That's the end for me. There is no ultimate foundation for ethics. Did you hear this? No ultimate foundation for ethics. Of course, he's right. If there is no God, there is no foundation for ethics. Because if there is no God, there is no good. Now, this man is completely logical. There is no ultimate foundation for ethics. No ultimate meaning to life. No free will for humans either. Of course, he's right. If this thing between my ears is the product, now listen carefully, if it's the product of time plus matter plus chance, then why should I trust it? Why should I trust its conclusions? And why should he? If he is right, then nothing can be known, including his beliefs. 
Now today, I want to give you the top 10 reasons you can believe in God and not be an idiot. Top 10 reasons you can believe in God. Number one reason, science and the universe. And firstly, let me say this. I believe in true science. I believe, I believe in the facts. I do not believe, this is where I may disagree even here with the audience. I do not believe uh, in mere faith. I do not believe in faith in faith. I believe uh, in faith in the facts. Now let me talk firstly about science and the universe. The most important statement that was ever made in the history of this cosmos is Genesis 1.1, which says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Let me tell you why it's the most important statement, why it is the most scientific statement. Einstein, who gave us the theory of relativity, believed with virtually every scientist in the world that the universe had always been there. This has a name in science. It is called uh, the steady state theory. Einstein believed uh, in the eternity of matter. All scientists did. But Professor Hubble, after which the telescope is named, on one occasion met with Professor Einstein and showed him some photographs. And the photographs showed the red shift in the galaxies. That means that the galaxies are exploding out into space. These pictures from Dr. Hubble convinced the great Professor Einstein that the universe was expanding. If the universe ex is expanding, therefore the universe had a beginning. Thus, listen, my skeptical friend, the Bible was right and Einstein and all his colleagues were wrong. The Bible is the only book that taught that the universe had a beginning. Scientists call it the Big Bang. Now I come to the anthropic principle. This is widely used today by all scientists. Anthropic comes from the Greek word uh, anthropos. Anthropos means man, anthropology. Listen carefully. This is pretty solid material. I'm giving you simply facts. Scientists today, every one of them, including Richard Dawkins, believes that the whole universe is so constructed uh, so that human beings can exist. Do atheists believe this? Absolutely. Everybody who is a scholar understands the anthropic principle that means that everything in the universe was made 
the purpose of it all is for the existence of man. A millisecond after the Big Bang or the moment of creation, four forces came into being. These four forces had not existed before the point of creation. We're not talking about this world. We're talking about the universe. The universe came into being 13.8 billion years ago. How do you know? It's a fact. It can be observed. It is the truth. It is the truth. Four forces came into being. The strong nuclear force, the weak nuclear force, electromagnetism, and gravity. These forces had never existed before. Listen to this. Universe is born 13.8 billion years ago. These four forces come into being. If they had been out of sync, out of balance, look at this. Is it possible to believe this? If these forces had been out of sync, and I'm, I'm going to try to give you the figure. Here it is. One quadrillionth of 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 one percent, the universe would have exploded or imploded and there would be no meeting here today. There would have been no universe. This is why many atheists have said uh, this could not have happened by itself. This has to be evidence for a tremendous mind. Um, if I say to you today, I want you to move your chair by a billionth of an inch, and if you miss it, you're going to be destroyed. It'll be your end. You'd say, I, I can't do it. it. It's The universe is balanced in every area. The anthropic principle, one quadrillionth by one quadrillionth by one quadrillionth by one quadrillionth by one quadrillionth. How did it happen? Now, I have some atheist friends and I respect them. And we're not trying to talk personalities. We are talking facts. Someone is in charge. Professor Anthony Flew was a famous atheist in the same status as the great professor, the Englishman Richard Dawkins. I do not believe in God, he said. It's all mystery, hocus, focus, smoke and mirrors. But in 2004, he surrendered to the evidence and he wrote a book entitled, There is a God. He had written a book, There is no God. One of the greatest atheists in the world, but an honest man, he came in out of the cold. There's a mysterious force in the universe. Some of you have heard of it and some of you haven't. It is called dark matter and dark energy. Most Christians are oblivious to these truths. I say to our shame. More than 90% of the universe is composed of dark matter and dark energy. 
that nobody comprehends or understands who has even seen it. We know it's there because of its force. Dark energy drives the expansion of the universe at just the right speed. It is incredibly fine-tuned. Any faster or any slower, there would be no planet Earth and you would not be here either. I want you to think about this. This is, this is not easy to think about. I want you to think of the United States of America. We cover the United States of America with dimes, a foot deep. But then we go to the moon, dimes to the moon. And then we do it with another bunch of United States of America. So we've got multiple United States of America covered with dimes reaching to the moon. How many dimes? Billions and billions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions. It seems to be infinite. And one of those dimes has got a black mark on it. And you are told to walk out on one of these United States of America covered in dimes to the moon. And on the first go, you pick out the dime that's marked with the X. What chance is there of that happening? Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, it's impossible. In the same way, the odds are impossible that dark energy just happened and operates by itself. Now, there's a gentleman whom I greatly admire who has come here and I've interviewed him, Dr. Johnson. He has two doctorates. You can see him on one of our television programs. Got two doctorates. One of them is in information science. He is a genius. He once was an atheist. He says, in information science, we know there are three scenarios. Remember. Possible, probable, impossible. The anthropic principle gives overwhelming evidence that there is a creator, a designer, a mastermind, because these things could not possibly happen by themselves. That these things could have just happened uh, are completely impossible. And that is called information science. Number two reason, information and life. An amazing text is John chapter one and verse one. Astounding, it says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. In the Greek it says, in the beginning was the Logos, and from Logos we get logic, it means information. Atheism says this, and the atheist needs to be very, very honest, as I must be honest, but the atheist can be as bigoted as any religionist. And so the atheist also has got his problems with bigotry, which he must try to overcome. 
I would say by the grace of God. But the Bible says in the beginning was the logos or information. You know what atheism says? In the beginning was chaos. Total chaos that came out of nothing. And from total chaos came uh, information. But the Bible says no. Life and everything came from the logos, from, inf- from the information. Listen to this. Think about this. In the human body, there are 300 trillion cells. Each cell is full of digital information. Did Darwin know this? No, he didn't have a clue. He thought it was just a blob. Look at this book here. This is a book of uh, a thousand pages. The information that is found in a single cell that is so small that you cannot see. Listen to this, young people. Listen to this, my dear atheist friend. In every cell, there is the digital information that would be contained in a book of a thousand pages and a hundred thousand of these. A hundred thousand, it's incredible. A hundred thousand books, each book of a thousand pages, and that is the information that is put inside a cell. Remember, possible, probable, impossible. Darwin had no idea. It is impossible that this happened by chance. There's only one possible explanation. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. and The Word was God. Number three reason. Number three, the mathematical odds. There's only one pure science. Only one pure science. Not biology or any of those things. It is mathematics. The mathematical odds, the chance that something happens by itself, the likelihood of the spontaneous formation of life from inanimate matter, the chance that life and the cell with all its tremendous information that it could have arisen by itself can be mathematically calculated. Did you know this? And the figure is one with 40,000 zeros after it. Do you know how many atoms there are in the universe? 10 with 80 zeros. So, is it possible? No, it's not possible. Is it probable? No, it's not probable. Is it impossible? It is totally impossible. And I'm talking from a scientific viewpoint, not from a religious viewpoint, not from a biblical viewpoint. What about science now? The mathematical odds, completely against it. Now, there is a famous atheist today in the world uh, who uh, has... Tremendous influence, puts out heaps and heaps and heaps of books, who was a tremendous debater, but he seems to be consumed with a hatred for God. 
He says, I don't believe in God. And he spends all his time talking about God. What's wrong? Well, I happen to know that this little boy was brought up in a certain church and he was abused by a priest. The hatred of God is the hatred of the priest and the hatred of the church and is projected against God. Possible, probable, impossible. Top 10, number four, here it comes. And I want to appeal to those who still believe in thinking, who believe that truth matters, and who are not so bigoted that they won't think a new idea. Many Christians have never thought a new idea in 50 years. Their minds are completely closed. They find it impossible to think new ideas. And there are plenty of scientists the same. Because atheism uh, is a religion uh, just the same as Christianity. Now, I personally believe in the Bible. Let me tell you just a few things. I didn't always have an understanding of truth. I set out as a young man to understand truth. I visited all the Bible lands not once but over and over again. I studied under the great German archaeologist, Dr. Siegfried Horn. Let me give you, I could give you a hundred illustrations. I promise you, I could give you a hundred illustrations. I meet atheists, met them by the thousands in Russia, and they say, it's, you can't believe it. How on earth would they know? The truth of the matter is, they don't know. Let me give you just four examples. The Bible says Israel went down into Egypt and they became slaves. Not long ago, I was in the land of the pharaohs. I went into the tomb, I think it was Rechemarai. And there you can see the Semite slaves in Egypt at the time of the Exodus being beaten by the Egyptians. It's history. It is not a fairy tale. Number two, Belshazzar's tablet. Book of Daniel talks about Belshazzar as being the last king of the Babylonians. The atheist said, there you go again. It's another lie because we know from secular historians the last king of Babylon was Nabonidus. Thank you. But then uh, this tablet was discovered uh, in the cuneiform and I've seen it with my eyes. I've looked at it and it talks about Nabonitus and his son Belshazzar. <laughs> and so Belshazzar took over the kingdom. Nabonitus retired. The Bible was right. The skeptic was wrong. It's okay to admit you're wrong when you're wrong. The Bible talks about King Jehu. Uh, so many skeptics said, it. there they go again. Jehu, a figment of the imagination. And then we discover this Jehu kneeling down before Shalmaneser. 
You say, oh, these are just, a, you've just concocted it. No, I, I could show you hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of examples. If you want to get into scholarship, go and read the writings of Kenneth Kitchen, the greatest scholar in the world, where he almost laughs at people who say, you can't believe the Bible. King David is mentioned in this Bible on many occasions. But skeptics have said there was no King David. It's a fantasy. I was over in Israel not that very long ago, went into this museum in Jerusalem, and they showed me a brand new archaeological discovery. They showed me this tablet and the tablet had been discovered by a person who did not believe in King David. And there written down are the words, David. You see, been to Egypt, explored the pharaohs. I've been to all the great archaeological sites. Why do I believe I do not believe, uh, my friends, because I'm paid to believe. If I thought it was wrong, I wouldn't believe it. I don't believe it because I'm a member of the church. I believe it because it's the fact. It's the truth. And let me tell you something else. Jesus said, you'll know the truth. and The truth will make you free. Much more to come, just moments away. The reviews for the John Carter biography are in, and this is what they say. Anyone who reads this fascinating book and is not moved should check to see if they still have a pulse. I believe this book about God's miracles in Russia and Ukraine will burn the flame in your heart. This could prove to be one of the most important books ever written about public evangelism. Make sure you get a copy. I believe this book about John Carter's life will help readers grasp a vision for their lives. For a donation of $100 or more, a signed copy of the John Carter biography can be yours by writing to us at the address on the screen or visit our website. God has got a time and a place for everything. Nothing happens by chance. In spite of the powers of darkness, nothing can destroy the church of God. And I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That the gospel is not about you and me. It is the good news about the Lord Jesus Christ. What and where is heaven? 
This DVD series from John Carter will be yours with a gift of $50 US or $70 Australian. Write to us at the address on the screen. Shipping is free in the US and Australia. Visit carterreport.org, your home for inspirational teaching. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.